0: quarantine day five (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the long haul podcast i realize that my life is no different not leaving my house as it was before (laughs) (laughs) take hutch for a walk that's about it
1: yeah this is wild
0: unless i get called into a birth
1: this is really crazy i mean no one's ever seen anything like this
0: Yep, definitely crazy times.
1: We've had a couple jobs cancel, a couple po- postpone. We got people freaking out.
0: Mhm. Yep.
1: This is nuts. But this is a positive uplifting podcast for married couples and couples in engagement and even single people who are just looking for the love of their life. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the long haul. Welcome. We're in it for the long haul. <clears throat> and we are here for you and you are here for us to live happier, better lives together A yeah. um, better relationship. That's what we're going to focus on today.
0: So we definitely have to do an episode where we bring somebody on to talk about apologizing to our kids because that's what we got the most feedback on. And I have one more feedback to read. Oh, great. From Meg. Um, hey, Meg. <clears throat> She said, I was a little behind on episodes, but I just listened to the apologizing to your kids one. I used to think just like Vito and thought it was ridiculous to do that as a parent. Then I started changing my outlook on parenting, and I think it's so important to respect your kids just as you respect your spouse, boss, friends, etc. I think it's also important for kids to learn what a sincere apology is. My mom never apologized to us, even when she lost her shit on us. And apologizing when I'm wrong is something that I've struggled with my entire life. I'm not blaming her at all, but I think it's important to for kids to see that their parents can make mistakes and admitting when you're wrong and that it's okay. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I can see like if you weren't ever modeled apologizing, how that might be hard yeah. later on in life, like admitting I, when you're wrong.
1: My parents have apologized when they did something kind of like one of the other listeners wrote in where... She's like, Hey, we don't use that tone in this house, and when I use that tone, that's wrong. And I I could remember very faintly, I don't remember much of anything of my childhood. Um, but where maybe my my dad raised his voice on the phone or something, and yeah. then afterward was like, Hey, just so you know, uh, we don't do that and that was it was not <clears> a <of> character of <throat> me, and just so you know, like that's not okay. Right. Um but it He's wasn't like What was that?
0: I was getting to Uh, our answers.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll apologize for sure. Um, Yeah, it's different, and I'm excited to see how we parent. And I'm excited for (laughs) uh, uh, all of this. I'm excited because, I mean, we might be giving birth in a quarantine-era life. That'd be kind of a cool story. That does not sound cool at all. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to look at the positive, you know? Right, right, right. So it's not cool. So uh, it could be cool.
0: I'm excited because I just talked to this OB in New York who I interviewed for Miraculous Mamas and the episode will be out Monday all about the coronavirus and just kind of giving peace of mind to moms, um, like whether you're trying to conceive, pregnant, have young ones, all of that peace of mind, but also caution, like how to protect yourself and your family, because although like you shouldn't freak out, you also need to be smart. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice talking to her because she just answered tons of questions from the Facebook community. And one thing that she had said, so if anybody's listening, because I just want to spread this message, is if you go into labor, make sure that you call your provider first before just going to the hospital because they're trying to avoid women in labor just going through the emergency room because there's like different entrances that are on, like only their emergency room is open 24-7. Mm. So they're trying to avoid... They're putting practices and protocols in place to protect labor and delivery. Cool. Um, like those nurses aren't going to other floors. Those doctors aren't going to other floors. They cool. have a different entrance. They're not interacting with people from the ER. Um,
1: Which sounds like it should be like that always.
0: Yeah, but... Uh, and, and not just... But make sure that you call your provider so you don't just show up and go to the ER and um, have to sit with a bunch of sick people.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to listen to that episode. Um, I listen to your podcast all the time.
0: You're the best. Even though it does not pertain
1: to me most of the time.
0: But you learn.
1: Yeah, yeah. I learn a lot about women and what you guys go through. But this one I'm excited about just because it's relevant. Yeah. (laughs) Babies and birth and whatever. Yeah. cool so we have been in the same boat as you guys kind of scrambling to figure out what's going on with work and is it closed down is it not closed down am i staying home am i not staying home and we were just curious what you guys were up to
0: oh i didn't ask that
1: oh what'd you ask
0: we asked on the last podcast how do you get how do you get, oh, how busy, do you get, busy? get well, busy yeah same which right now i asked you i
1: told you the other day i said ask people what they're doing with I their quarantine know.
0: And that way we can talk yet. about it
1: and share the ideas with. The- Let's talk about getting busy while staying busy.
0: <laughs> um. So this week, because so. So Beto- really
1: quick, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. We just watched the entire season of Love is Blind. And mind you, these are not my types of shows. Not at all. The Bachelor, the the Love is Blind, the 90 Day Fiance, the...
0: Vito doesn't like any of the that The Married stuff.
1: at First Sight garbage. It's all garbage. <laughs> it's it's garbage. So, And I'm sure most of you watch it. And I don't apologize. And I'll apologize to my kids. But <laughs> I will not apologize <laughs> about this these are garbage shows that are the most addicting shows that anybody could come across so i ran out of netflix shows
0: i've never seen you watch a reality tv show ever no
1: no so liz's niece brooke lives with us and she's like oh that's a great show and i'm like oh never gonna watch that and we've been scrolling past it for months and now i'm like well i got nothing left so i'm like screw it i'll just i was by myself
0: I was kind of and irritated like, too because, I'm, like, you give me crap if I, I ha- ever watch I hate anything it. Oh, like that, I hate it. it's and so, so annoying. I didn't watch it. And then I'm it at is work. So annoying. I was at a birth because that was Monday, mm. and um, I was at a birth at the hospital. And then I checked the family group text, and you're like, "Dude, this love of, Love is Blind show is addicting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop watching it." And I was like, "That
1: sob." Yeah. So basically. <laughs> I was by myself and I started it and I was like, the first, my first response was, this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. So the premise is, I'm sure that most people know, these people don't know, don't see each other talking for three days, get engaged. Uh, Doesn't work like that. And then they see each other and then they're engaged for like a week and then they get married. Okay. So terrible show watch the entire season in a day or two days. It was very quick. (laughs) I I respect the people that are on there because they're humans and they're real and they're not characters. And like you went through a reality show. So like I see how it can affect people's lives. However, like even with you, I'm like, why would you ever go on that show? Right? Mm -hmm. So to all the people who are on the show, if you are listening, like I love you, no hating, whatever. But what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who? What? It's wild. I mean, there's a
0: couple of successful marriages that came there's out of one, it. Yeah, there's one. Two.
1: There's one successful successful marriage. There's, right. a, there's another one that sounds like it's hanging on by a thread.
0: No, they're both kind of train wrecks. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's definitely crazy and it's very unconventional, but. You're such a pessimist for fast love.
1: Yeah, yes. Like,
0: when you hear a story about somebody who met, and a few months later, they're saying, I love you.
1: I do not believe in love at first sight.
0: But you, like, even, let's say, started dating, and a few months later, this couple's saying, I love you. Like, that's too fast for you.
1: A couple months? Yes. No, I think we did that.
0: No, we didn't. You sure? It was over a year no babe it was from the time that we started dating no, because
1: i remember i told you like i love you
0: but not like that right. don't get the wrong idea i love you i'm like this
1: because i don't i even did get I, me started. I, I grew a deep emotional connection with you and it was love but it wasn't like babe, hey, it I'm was in after love with we had you.
0: been together for two years after we had met it was two years later that i asked you you tell me you love me but are you in love with me
1: and i was like first of all there's no sandwich made.
0: Shut up. We were in the car driving <laughs> no, around, I'm looking teasing. at Christmas lights. Yeah, and you and you said yes. So it took two years of us. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> That's what I'm
1: saying though. You can't, in my opinion, and I feel like I'm right. So <laughs> let's just go with that. But
0: whenever you ask, like ask people, he... take a poll.
1: Do you believe in love at first
0: sight? Okay. Um when, do it well. I w- don't want to exit out of what I have, oh, sure, and then I you're will. Right. Um. So do you? I don't know if I do. No, I think you at least have to have a conversation and interact. And I think that I'm there's sorry. lust at first sight, but tell, I tell, don't
1: tell your story because you said that you knew you were in love with me from the first that we hung
0: out. No, from the first. Oh yeah, but we had been FaceTiming for three hours a night for three weeks, like we. We okay. were talking, yeah, I was. But even from so our first smitten. conversation, you said there was just something like there from our first conversation. I'm like there's something different about this guy. This might be the man that I marry.
1: Okay, so we hadn't even seen. He, I mean, I guess you saw a picture of me, but yeah,
0: which didn't look anything like you.
1: So in in my case, the first picture I saw of you, I said, "Yo, I'm gonna marry this chick." But again, it was very like kind of cocky, kind of confident, but also something inside of me was like. I would think I'm going to marry this chick. <laughs> like, genu- I felt it, genuinely. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't call it love at first sight.
0: No, no, I don't think so Like, either. if you
1: were a total Looney Tune, I would have been like, oh, you yeah. When came to Toronto sure, and Tune. we had
0: been talking for three weeks and we had had endless conversations about vulnerability and what relationships mean and what mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. We just had, like, the deepest conversations for hours every single day and you came to toronto and i came and picked you up in an uber and i see you outside like my heart like stopped
1: yeah yeah when i saw you i was like oh my gosh oh man when i saw you you came to pick me up in a cab and you came out and you had i can picture you babe so last night we were talking about i have terrible memory and i can't like close my eyes and envision liz's face or even like my mom's face or my dad's like i just for some reason i can't do it but I can. So when you came out, I was standing outside, it was dark. It was winter, obviously it was New Year's Eve. You came out of the <coughs> out of the cab and you had like long it was like reddish hair kind mm-hmm. of and you had this black and white checkered board trench coat type of thing on. And you had like red lipstick and um your trench coat was closed, so I don't know what you were wearing. But when I saw you I was like holy shit like because <laughs> <I, laughs> we had FaceTime but you know FaceTime sometimes is different yeah. and then like I don't think I ever saw your body yeah so it's like you could have been super 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 skinny or like super overweight I don't, I, I don't think we ever like it was always just face to face you know and you never really know I didn't know how tall you were really or anything like that I
0: saw that booty
1: yeah well, I mean so when you came out of the cab I was like yo it was a great first meeting, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all through the night, we didn't make love. We
0: didn't, uh,
1: because of me.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. Because I'm a
1: gentleman. Um, how did we get here? So love first love, it, it love sight. is blind. Um, I love the premise of the show. I love it because I think our society is extremely shallow.
0: Well, especially however, with all of the social media and everything yes, now, too. People however, thrive on that.
1: However, love isn't just a deep emotional connection.
0: Right. It's more than that as well.
1: There is a sexual compatibility. It doesn't, even, doesn't have anything to do with physical appearance, it ha- it's like a whole package thing because you could have yeah. like the two sexiest people in the world, and if they're just not sexually compatible, that's. But that's I also no want to
0: clarify. I don't believe. We don't believe that you have to have sex with that person before you get married to know that you're sexually compatible. Right. I just right, want to yeah. make sure because oh, a lot yeah, of people yeah. will say, "Well, you wouldn't buy a car without test driving it. Like you have to sleep together before you mm, get married." And no. I don't agree with that. You have this like sexual energy. You have, you know, like yeah. I yeah, just want to I mean, pounce on you. you.
1: I would definitely kiss each other before you get married. Yeah. I mean, there are people who don't. I,
0: yeah, I know people who haven't.
1: Right. So it's like, you can yeah, you can tell by like passionately making out with somebody if this is going to be good and better now. I've made out with some chicks where I was like, I would never.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I've had like the this most one, awkward kisses ever where I'm like, all right, and we're never going to I tell you about again. that
1: one girl who bit my lip that i was bleeding
0: i think you did
1: and i was like get off of it she was it was almost and i'm not downplaying sexual assault it 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 felt i felt i'm a big guy Mm -hmm. and it felt like i had nowhere to go yeah and i wasn't afraid thankfully because i'm i'm strong but it was the only time where i felt very almost nervous and like out of control where I kept saying stop and she and she wouldn't and then my lip was bleeding and I was like I think I just got assaulted like it was really weird <laughs> it's not funny it, it, I mean looking looking back I guess it's kind of funny but it was really I, yeah I would never like this there would be zero sexual chemistry with that yeah, person yeah
0: I can't talk about my worst kisses because I just thought about it and I almost gagged so what was it I, I, babe, I'll have a gag attack on the podcast. <laughs> what happened? Um, honestly, the guy I dated for like three years in my early twenties, Nick, he was yeah. a horrible kisser, and I don't understand. He would just like randomly stick his tongue in and out of my mouth, and it was always covered in saliva. Oh, I, I can't. It's disgust. It's it was gross.
1: Like a like a like a hard tongue, like a.
0: No, it was
1: um she's literally gay <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> sorry um had you date him for three years i don't know because i was had no self-worth and low self-esteem and i was in a very toxic relationship so so like um, show me with your
1: tongue what it was yeah, like i'll
0: show you later we'll make out like no no like,
1: don't do it to me oh gross Like a dog licking peanut butter? But like it was
0: always covered in saliva. So I'd feel like he'd leave Uh, his spit in my mouth. Would he
1: lick around your mouth too? No,
0: I don't think I've really had anybody do that, but... I do that. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) Um, But definitely some horrible kisses out there. I remember uh, I went on a few dates with this guy. And then I invited him to church. And he Mm -hmm. came to church with me. And then we were leaving. And we were in the church parking lot and he kissed me, and it was the most awkward kiss ever. And then we never went on another In date again. In the church parking lot. Yes.
1: Well, that's romantic. No, I told you about. So there's a there's a girl that um, follows you that I went to high school with. I don't remember. Or, or something happened. Um, <clears throat> she was older than I was. She was a year older, and I my either way, we were kind of talking, but I was super. New to girls mm-hmm. in high school. I didn't start getting into girls till like junior year. Um, so I think I think I got my first girlfriend like right after me and this girl kissed, and I was so nervous. And we were we were by our lockers, and we were kind of talking. I, I it was, was
0: at school. I was
1: at school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, remember, she messaged you, and I was like, "Oh my god, she messaged you!" I'm like, "We had the worst kiss ever." <laughs> I always think about it. So, so. Um, she was older than I was, like I said, and the bell rang and I was like really nervous. I wanted to kiss her and I, I don't think she was as nervous, um, but we kind of both went in for the kiss instead of like me initiating it or her initiating it. We kind of both went at the same time and I kissed like her chin <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like really, it was it was mm-hmm. a quick peck. It was super awkward. She like ran away and I stood there and i was horrified absolutely <laughs> horrified You're
0: like that was my first kiss oh, and i just was, missed her oh mouth kissed God. her chin it
1: was it was brutal brutal bad and then i think i think we kissed one more time after that where i was like yo i need a second chance you know Mm-hmm. and um, gotta redeem myself yeah nothing really came of the relationship obviously again i was like super prude and whatever and which is good and uh you, you told her that she, you're like oh yeah he just told me you guys had a really awkward first kiss and she's like you don't remember this i don't oh man you gotta check your your direct messages yeah oh, was, I, I have the to, wor- to this Vito day both
0: like, have the worst memory so
1: to this day it'll randomly pop in my head i'm like what was i thinking yeah what a terrible terrible friend <laughs>
0: I think a lot we of weren't times weren't even
1: close for lips on the lips. Babe. I don't know how we could have missed so. I think so sometimes
0: hard. first kisses can just be awkward in general because they just can be, you know. Yeah, but I, ours wasn't.
1: Um our first kiss. Oh yeah.
0: It wasn't awkward at all. Well, because all. by it that wasn't. time I was
1: a seasoned vet, smooth Shh. operator like I can tell you anything.
0: You're so ridiculous.
1: Come on, babe. Yeah. I, I swept you off your feet you did
0: yeah and then you dropped me on my butt
1: but then i picked you up and dusted it off okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of all this sexual chemistry um <clears throat> we asked so we were having like veto had started because he's i feel like i get used to off-season veto mm-hmm. and that's where we can have sex at 10 in the morning or 2 in the afternoon, and those mm-hmm. are my, like, ideal times. <laughs> um, I don't like having sex right before bed, and either do you. Like, once you make up your mind to go to sleep, like, it's I done. Done, yeah. So at, in the evening, I feel like there's a small frame, time frame between, like, me making dinner and then cleaning up, and then unwinding, and then get ready, getting ready for bed. That's like the entire evening. Yeah, you know. Well, something so. for
1: me too is I don't like viewing or I don't like going into sex as like a as like a chore. So when when we talk about it, and we're like, "Hey, do you want to have sex?" Like that's a it's a huge turnoff for me, and I have to learn obviously to, to get over that because that's just sometimes how it's going to be. Um, but for me, it's like I'd rather come home and. I'm kind of in a weird uh, flow of things, but like, I come home dirty and tired. But if you were to like initiate it, and I'd be like, I'm just kind of dirty, and not for you to back off, but but just to like just keep doing it. Like that's
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: hot. Um, even if I don't want to, but you like you really want to, then I don't want to mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know. Um,
0: but I feel like this week since because <clears throat> you were supposed to do work, and then it was raining and whatever, so we had more of a flow again this week mm-hmm. you know compared to the last right. couple weeks when you've just been really busy working on the house and
1: right and so stuff like wh- that. what did people write in
0: so we asked people <clears throat> how do you
1: which guys thanks for writing in. yeah thank you so much uh, everybody who wrote in actually answered liz's story question at esandos on instagram so if you're not following that's kind of where we communicate with you guys
0: yeah we have a long haul pot or Instagram, the but I hardly ever <laughs> podcast. I think yeah, but I, yeah. I'm not on it that much, which we should. <clears throat> we should
1: we should do all the communication on that. But again,
0: yeah. OK, so you're not going to love a lot of the answers because a lot of it is about scheduling it. Yeah. So uh-huh. um, <laughs> this person says I literally schedule it. The more it happens on schedule, the more it will happen off schedule.
1: Oh,
0: I like that. It's like, okay, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but then it's like, hey, it's Wednesday. I want to get it on.
1: I wonder, <laughs> I want to know more. Okay. We should write her. That's okay. interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, this one says, just do it. It doesn't take as long as you think, and it's so worth <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true, because it's like, do we have time? It's like... Well, sometimes. Yeah.
1: Sometimes we, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, this person said, we have sex after the kids are in bed before we eat dinner.
1: What? <laughs> you eat dinner without your kids?
0: Maybe, maybe they put the kids to bed early, and then
1: maybe they feed their kids, right? Put them in bed. That's not a bad idea.
0: Feed the kids at like five. I love, put them in bed at I six. I love enjoying my
1: food, <laughs> and you can't really enjoy your food when the kids are running around. Yeah, this one
0: says we at, um we actually have to schedule a time to have sex. It's hard after you have kids just to be wild.
1: Yeah. Hmm
0: um you just do it even if you're not in the mood hopefully by the end you won't regret it <laughs> hopefully <laughs> <laughs> I never regret it so. no
1: i've never no neither of us have ever been like uh oh, we wish we wouldn't have done that. this
0: person is definitely on the same page as me but um she said first thing in the morning it's worth setting the alarm 10 minutes earlier so i love morning sex but Emily Vito gets up at five o'clock in the morning for work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not getting up at five o'clock sex
1: at at four in the morning is like is like you're high on drugs you not you don't really know what you're disoriented you don't really know where you're at it's way too early you're still tired
0: I like morning sex Vito's not the biggest fan
1: I like morning sex if we're on vacation and we wake up at nine o'clock
0: but what about when you're off of work it's like a vacation
1: on Sundays when we go to church and we don't wake up until five minutes after church starts?
0: <laughs> no, there's some mornings. I mean, we did that one morning not too long ago, like last week or something.
1: Yeah, and I didn't say a word because my breath stank.
0: Yeah, we didn't have to kiss. That's fine. Yeah. Um. This one said, shower together, getting dirty while getting clean.
1: Yeah, we Which try that. We actually we, do, we do like it. 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 It's just hard because you're shorter than I am. Mm-hmm. So our... <laughs> our regions are offset but
0: there's there's
1: there's ways to do it but yeah. i'm like my legs are burning afterwards yeah i'm doing like i'm doing like a wall doing like a wall sit for 15 minutes
0: i feel like whenever it's in the shower it's really passionate
1: yeah i i love showers and i love sex so it's what what's there not to love <laughs> although i would suggest make sure you have a good surface to stand on because if you're ba- if you're in shower Floor is slippery. Yeah, that's scary. Now we're talking about dangerous things. <laughs> People die in the shower just from slipping.
0: Um, make time for it by deciding when we'll have sex and prioritizing that time.
1: Here's the thing. If I worked a 9 to 5 and I knew I was going to get home at 6 o'clock every day, I feel <laughs> like... And I'm
0: like, at 6, 10, we're doing right, it. Right.
1: I feel like every day, no problem. But because everything's always different every day and I never know when I'm going to get home and I never know how hard the day is going to be, it's like, how do you schedule it? We but when to. we did the 30 days of sex in October, I came home at 8 o'clock sometimes, dead tired. And I was like, listen, put in some work. I'll do it. But I'm just sitting here.
0: Right, right. And it, it, <laughs> you know, it worked. But it did. That was fun.
1: That was. We got to do that again.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> this one is from... Okay. I like... Ha- she said just do it we never go more than a couple days without and that is coming from someone i know who is now pregnant with her fourth kid you don't know her
1: let me see oh okay i don't know her
0: yeah i did i took a doula course with her oh cool um, fourth kid she's pregnant with her fourth kid
1: well that's why she's pregnant with I her know. fourth kid.
0: <laughs> they never go a couple days without it and they have three little kids and she's pregnant yeah. So they make time.
1: I'm hoping for a twenty four, if not twenty four, like a, a thirty six hour turnover. I don't want anything yeah. over a couple of days.
0: Um just do it. Even if you are tired, make the time before bed. I never regret it. Yeah. That's what you hear a lot. Schedule it. When you have kids, especially a little baby, it's impossible unless you plan it.
1: Maybe we should just start doing it right before bed, regardless of when we go to sleep. Yeah. Because I always sleep great.
0: After? But
1: I hear that for women, it actually wakes you guys up. It no, makes it men depends. sleepy.
0: There's times where I'm like worn out after. Yeah. And there's times when.
1: You could run through a wall.
0: Yeah. It's so weird. You heard from me, <laughs> I think. From what? I feel like I told you that like sometimes if I orgasm I feel like I get a second wind. I
1: was talking with Bruno because him and Carrie do it frequently and um, he's like it's funny because we do it before bed and it it knocks me out but he's like I read something somewhere where it actually wakes women up so Carrie always goes to wash her face afterwards and she's like I can never go to sleep because then I have to wash my face and Bruno's like no it's because we just had sex and you just can't go to sleep. He's like well. We (laughs) can He doesn't doesn't care.
0: It depends, I think, for me. There's definitely I feel like now that I'm pregnant, like afterwards, I just want to go to sleep.
1: Yeah. Well the other day you were like moping around. I was like, babe, I'm like, I want to talk to you in the bedroom. You're like, Why? And I was like, I wanna wake you up a little bit. And then Brooke's like, Oh my god, guys. And you were wide awake afterwards. Because
0: since my niece is living with us, we'll like I'll be hanging out, and you don't be, you don't know, be like, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back.
1: She's like, usually I could tune you guys out, but my god, you're so annoying.
0: Um, another person. We schedule it that way. We know when, and it's kind of exciting to think about it all day to like mm. look forward to it. Which somebody else said. Where did that one go?
1: I swear it was on here. I would be curious. I mean, it's not necessary, I guess. Um, ask the women of the oh, group. yeah, this is. And then we'll relay to the men what makes sex good. I don't
0: really have men that follow me. Ninety-six percent. Yeah. Okay. So ask, ask ask your weird.
1: followers, and then we'll speak to the men of the listeners. Yeah. What makes sex good?
0: Um, And then, like, almost going off of, like, it's exciting to think about it all day, which I know you like this. This person said, sexed during the day randomly so that when you get home, you're already thinking about it.
1: Yeah. that That's a good idea.
0: Vito likes a good, sexy text. It's a good idea. I haven't sent you nudes in a while. It's been a while. You wow. haven't sent
1: me any promiscuous texts, like... <laughs> Like an eggplant or something. I'm like
0: <laughs> I'm like, don't forget to pick up this. Yeah. We just text each other on no, to do lists. Liz.
1: I just destroyed the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> cool, babe. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. I haven't talked to you all day. Man. Oh my god, I've pooped six times today. Okay.
0: I'm so glad that I haven't been constipated at all because in pregnancy. (laughs) No, but in pregnancy they say it slows your metabolism down and you can get constipated and I'm still regular. So I'm very thankful for that. So thankful. Another one, schedule it, especially with kids.
1: All right. We get it. Schedule it.
0: Talk about it throughout the day so we're anticipating it.
1: Yeah, I think that's an important part of it, of scheduling. Uh, Because if it's just scheduling, to me, it's just like, oof, I have enough things to do.
0: Right. And then this person asked, can you talk about your thoughts on scheduling sex? (laughs) Yeah, my thoughts are,
1: I don't like it.
0: Vito's not a fan, but we're also like realizing, I think, different seasons of life require different things.
1: So here's the thing. Kind of what I took away from everybody's response was, you're going to have to schedule it. And that's just something I have to get over. But there's ways to schedule it and make it exciting still. Mm -hmm. like we know monday wednesday fridays sundays we're doing it
0: wednesdays are hard okay i'm doing (laughs) just a hypothetical (laughs) well because you have your call and you're recording with buddy and then we usually have dinner in between so sure
1: we can do it at night
0: that's true right
1: but let's just say monday wednesday fridays sundays we do it but during the day it's like oh eggplant water drop
0: First of all, I've never sent he, that text to you did. ever.
1: No, you get what I'm saying. But you know, like you can make it exciting even though it is scheduled. I yeah. think that's v- extremely important. Because if it's right. just like, hey, it's 7 o'clock, let's go get naked. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, how unsexy is this?
0: Right, right. I think I've also, I've had a harder time. i am just been really uncomfortable with my body lately. Because I'm in that weird phase of pregnancy
1: dude your boobs are ginormous fantastic. I like, I love it.
0: but i'm just in that weird phase of pregnancy where um <clears throat> like you can't tell i'm pregnant
1: you haven't like popped popped yet but i look but like, like i'm really bigger. bloated right and i no, just, you don't look bloated anymore
0: i you, look more pregnant than bloating
1: you you yeah
0: but i'm just like i i can't fit in any of my pants I mean, any of my jeans. I can't zip right. them up anymore. Um, and I just feel uncomfortable because, to the outside world, I don't look pregnant, but like my boobs are bigger, my belly's bigger. I feel like I just look like I'm getting fat. Right. And so, and I'm just like uncomfortable in my body right now. I just want my belly to pop out. So it's like, oh, you're pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, this
1: isn't fat. This is a baby.
0: Right. So I'm just like in that weird in-between phase and I I haven't really felt sexy. And part of that too, which I've told you is like, I haven't been working out at all and that's important for me. So that's why I'm starting to like slowly get back into it.
1: You, so Liz is her number one fam. Which is awesome.
0: <laughs> what does that mean? You
1: are your own number one fan. Like, I'll be in bed and Liz will be getting ready for bed, and she'll be like, "Oh my god, I am sexy." Yeah, I do, <laughs> and, and I love it. <laughs> I'll be like, I "Wow, I that's look really hot." I right don't now. think that's conceited at all. I think that's like, for a healthy, you really all of us should be doing that because it's, it's amazing. The more, the better. You think of yourself, the better. I mean, but Period. I
0: went through a lot to get to where I am.
1: Right. So what I've noticed with you, though, is even if there are some days where you like look smaller than others.
0: Yeah, it's so weird.
1: But with you, you will tell yourself, God, I'm sexy when you look bigger, but you've been working out. Mm -hmm. So when you feel healthy in your mind, you look sexier. Right. And when you feel unhealthy, like you haven't worked out, you haven't been eating well, but you like look super fit. You, you don't see yourself as fit. You, you see yourself how you feel mm-hmm. is what I've noticed about you. Yeah,
0: that's interesting.
1: Because like you, you did 50 push-ups yesterday or whatever and mm-hmm. like a bunch of these squats. And if you do that for like three more days and you won't lose a pound, you might even actually gain a five pounds because you're pregnant. You'll be like, God, I'm sexy. Right. Because yeah. you feel healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Or I, I know like a lot of times too, though, I'll be like, I just feel gross. I'm whatever. And I'll be like, and you'll be like, babe, like, you'll, you know, give me a compliment. And I'm like, oh, I know I'm still sexy. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. But, you, you like, eat. I just, yeah, for yeah. sure. I think it is the feeling. Like
1: It's a feeling of being healthy.
0: Like I was saying, I didn't eat as many, like, very many vegetables the last couple of days. So I made a big green smoothie this morning because I'm like, I, when I'm eating good foods that I know are nourishing my body and I'm you know
1: right well even just when you feel healthy you, you stand exercise. taller and yeah. your shoulders are back and it just it, you feel better so you think of yourself better
0: right and honestly i think that that's the biggest thing is is feeling healthy cuz i mean my body's been in tons of different phases before yeah and i think it's definitely about how you feel
1: so to get back to the question what we think about scheduling is it's a necessary evil
0: <laughs> yeah
1: And you can make it better by sexting or just keeping it spicy, not as a job. Right. Or as a chore.
0: Yeah. And I also wanted to address something, too. So I saw this video the other day. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Was it an adult video? No.
0: It was on Instagram, and it's these two moms that I follow, and they have an account and a business together, and they're really funny. Um... They do like different mom truths sure, and stuff I know like who you're that. Talking about. Um, and I think it's really sad because a lot of people will also put out content like they have a video about sex and they're like, "It's just not going to happen when you don't want to do it. Just tell your husband you have a yeast infection." Like every single time, they're like, "Honey, yeast infection," and he'll leave me alone. And I'm like, I don't like. They're laughing and joking about it, but they're, like, being honest. They'll be like, in the morning, I'm feeling all into it. So I'm like, babe, later, you're going to get – you're, like, you're going to get it, you know. And then the day's been horrible, and they come home, and, like, I just can't do it. But they're basically, like, saying it's okay to lie to your partner and, like, come up with excuses to get out of having sex. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's right. Like, I'm not going to tell you – I have a yeast infection to get out of having sex. Like if I really don't feel like it, I think that that's a conversation that we have.
1: Yeah. You'll just be like, "Mm, can we do it tomorrow? And I'll be like, all right. Right. Yeah. I I agree. It's never okay to lie to your partner.
0: But I I hear that a lot. And for women too, like after you have the baby, you're supposed to take six weeks off Mm -hmm. to let your vagina heal. And a lot of people have said like at that six weeks, a lot of men will see it as a green light to go. Mm -hmm. So I've heard like mom say, don't let your husband come to the appointment with you because when the doctor says, yeah, you're okay to have sex now, he just thinks it's okay. And you might not be ready yet. So go home and like tell them, oh, the doctor says I need a couple more weeks to heal.
1: Or just be honest and and have a conversation. Right, right,
0: Be like, hey, like I know they said physically, but emotionally I'm still, you know, figuring this out. And I think I just need a little more time. So just, and not not only is that, I don't get that
1: honest, But it also is more bonding, too. It's never okay to lie to your partner. Right. It's just not. If you lie to yourself, you're delusional. So, you don't lie to yourself. And if you lie to your partner, who is theoretically yourself, you guys are married, you're one with, well, then you're delusional. Your marriage is a delusion. It's not true. It's not honest. It's not real. So, be honest. Have the hard conversations and go from there you made a vow to each other you're not gonna this is the this is the long haul right this is why we named it the long haul podcast we're in it for the long haul so when we fight we know we can fight and nothing's gonna happen as far as like we're not gonna break up that's just not how this works right so we'll it's easy for us to have the hard conversations because it's like we know we're gonna work it out it's not like oh my god i'm afraid what if what if they don't respond well and then they leave me no that's not an option so it's not you know what i'm saying so it's like, why lie? Ever.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I watch that and people are commenting like, oh my gosh, like I tell my husband that or I whatever and I just, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of sad. Like,
1: like I guess it could be funny hearing it. Like, oh yeah, I wish I could tell Yeah, Like, oh yeah, I want right. to. Do- like, I, I get the comedy behind it, but also people do that and that's not okay. And that's why we're at 50% d rate you know
0: right yeah right i don't think yeah i and I, I feel like if there well, are seasons of life and i mean we're just getting started and we've yeah. only gone through a couple seasons so it's like i think obviously we're gonna learn and grow with it but one thing that i think super important is if you get to a point where you're just not anymore Like that's something that has to be addressed in your relationship and maybe you need some outside counseling and support, which I think at some point everyone should probably get some because, you know, even just for maintenance, you don't wait until your marriage is falling apart to get help. I think maybe once we've been married for so long, it might be good just to like go talk to somebody and make sure that, you know, whatever. It's like more maintenance. We should
1: create like a workbook that you get once a year. On your anniversary, that's like a check in. Oh, well, that's like, fun. You set a goal and a vision for the next year and and then you check in again the next year. Because mm-hmm. it's really what marriage is anybody needs, you know.
0: Right. Also, Vito's super good at reading people. Like he's honestly like the best person I've ever met at reading people. So he's gonna start helping people. <laughs> <laughs> what is <does> it? Find <laughs>
1: So uh, we we're watching the show, the Love is Blind show, and I'm like, okay. This is what's going on with this person. This is what's going on with that person. And they're kind of... So you're forced into this little pod. And you're kind of forced into the pressure of like proposing and stuff. And people are obviously making horrible mistakes. And like looking past red flags. Yada yada. And I don't know. I I feel as if in the past I've been really good with reading couples or people like, Hey, this just doesn't work. What you guys are going with. So I was jokingly saying like, Hey, if you are dating somebody and you might have questions so like if you know, if you're a friend of somebody who thinks like hey maybe they don't work like i'm gonna start a consulting business where i go on a date with the couple and then just ask them a bunch of questions and then let them know like hey there's something here or like you guys really don't belong together because <laughs> i feel like i'm really good and that's a good that's a good business i think but and then I, I but honestly then I thinking, think you'd be really good at it. Yeah. But then I was thinking if someone's calling me like, hey, I don't really know if I'm right for this person or if they're right for me, then most likely you're not.
0: Right. Or we are just talking about like before you propose to somebody. like hire... I, would love, I would
1: love to do like men's coaching pre-proposal. Right. Because it's a huge, a lot of guys can't pull the trigger because of fears, because of whatever making it bigger in their head than it is. I know when Alex was thinking about proposing, we talked every day. And we did, I you know, just questions and did you have this conversation or that conversation or how do they respond with this and that, whatever. Um, Because for me, once you're engaged, that's it for me.
0: Right. In your mind, you're like, we're married. I'm married married to her. Right. We're married. You've made that commitment. I made a
1: proposal. To
0: be together forever.
1: Forever. So what is, what is, that's it. It's done. So I would love to, yeah, have some sort of like service to be able to offer men where it's like, hey, there's something blocking you from pulling the trigger or you have fears that maybe we could work through, or maybe they're legitimate fears. Maybe they're what you're, what's happening is you are seeing red flags and you are having a hard time accepting it. You know, maybe that's Yeah.
0: And it's really hard to look past when you really love somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you've been with them for three years and you want to spend your life with them, but you just, there's this one thing that you're like, I don't know if I can live with this forever, but I don't want to live without them.
1: Yeah. There's a show on Netflix, it's called Push, and it's this guy, he's like a hypnotist, it's like a social hypnotist or whatever, and his theory is like, could he get somebody to push somebody off a building? Yeah. And the whole show is you're watching this person, and basically what it is, is when you allow in your life to look past small things then you're willing to look past things that are a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And then you're doing things way out of character. Mm-hmm. And the same thing applies to relationships. When you're like really infatuated with somebody and then you see like an orange flag, you're like, uh, that's right. Like everything else really outweighs this orange flag. And then you see another orange flag and you're like, yeah, but I just love this person so much. Like We get along so well. And then you see another one and another one, another one. And now you're seeing red flags and you're like, we've been together two years and it's it's just fantastic. This red flag, like whatever, we can work past it. And then you see another red flag, another red flag. And all of a sudden you're like, when you look at it, if you take a 10,000 uh, foot view at it, you're like, hey, we're not good for each other at all. Mm-hmm. But now you've developed this connection because you can develop a connection with a terrible
0: relationship. Yeah, for sure. Relationship, yeah. You know,
1: what's that Stockholm syndrome where people get kidnapped and they end up falling in love with their Kidnapper. their captor? Yeah. Because it's like these are terrible people; they're doing terrible things. But you know, you're growing a connection together. It's it's an actual thing. So it's like, how do you stop it from the beginning? Like, how do you come into a relationship so confident in yourself and knowing very well what you want that when you see an orange flag, you say, "Okay, that's it." Like, I know I'm not going to look past. I'm not going to keep looking past things. And well, but like, there's like, also like you, you and i are not perfect for each other we're not perfect yeah right and there are things in you that you that i see and there are things in me that you see That's what i was
0: just gonna say that was like nobody's perfect right and you're never gonna see eye to eye with somebody 100 percent Never. um but you do need to have absolutes right you need to have like this is my absolute list this is my whatever list like for us family's huge so if your family didn't like me right or if my family didn't like you or if we didn't get along um or if family wasn't a big deal to me at all right you know if i'm like oh yeah we can hang out with family but like i like to see my family that lives right down the street once a month right you'd be like no
1: no <laughs> right and that that's kind of why i was laughing at that joke. like the premise is great but then it's even if we're connecting we're soulmates right mm-hmm. and we have huge sexual chemistry it's like well you don't value family at all and that's like the most important thing in life to me so regardless of how perfect we are for each other that's huge and this is forever right this is right. for the long haul That's
0: going to be a constant battle right so it doesn't matter
1: how perfect we are together that's a compatibility factor and like maybe you don't fight fair
0: mm-hmm. i don't
1: care how perfect we are for each other that just doesn't work you know like right
0: like that couple in love is blind when she's like listen to me mother effer yeah i'm like, it's like whoa you know, i would be like dude
1: learn how to communicate <laughs> right but for some people for and again like like looking, just
0: yelling and calling names right. is unacceptable unacceptable to me
1: yeah so <laughs> um it it is more than just a deep connection it is more than just sexual chemistry it is more than values it's 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 a combination of everything and it's the willingness to um, collaborate and work together and I think the
0: willingness to want to learn about each other and want to learn how to love each other well yeah because a lot of people are stuck in well this is just how I love I'm this is just how I love instead of being like okay but this is how I receive love and this is how I need you to show me like a lot of people are just kind of stuck in well this is just who I am And it's like, okay, but if you're entering a marriage, it's not about you.
1: Right. If you watch that show, which again, all these reality shows are the worst, (laughs) the absolute worst, but there is so much to learn from this show. If you're like a relationship person, if you look at, um, what's his name, Cameron and Lauren, I think the white guy and the black girl, the way they communicate to each other is vastly different from the way every other couple communicated. Right. The They're way like they the asked, only
0: normal couple on there. Well, uh, nobody's Which, normal on right. that show.
1: <laughs> so, but the way they asked questions, right? The way. And lo- just answer Lauren, honestly. Right. And Lauren's like, listen, we have no time to lie to each other. And Cameron wasn't taking much personally. And there was a lot of emotion behind there. And it was like, hey, I just want this girl to commit. And she wasn't. But he was curious and asking questions. And they talked and they were honest. And. Who knows if they'll last? I mean, they knew each other for two weeks, but they seem to have the deepest connection and the longest, whatever, the, the most real connection where everybody else was immediately getting defensive, immediately yelling, immediately me, me, me. And there was no curiosity. There was no communication. It just went from zero to 100 so quick. And all of them fought, broke up, or are an extremely toxic relationship so I mean if you just look at communication through that show it, I can't, I hate the show I hate it <laughs> I, and I hate that I love it because it, it oh. but it's just you're looking at it you're like this is it's I wish everybody could watch it from the eyes of an experiment like hey how how do I see myself in these relationships because like am I curious or do I take things personally right away because mm-hmm. that's not effective at all right you know Ugh. <sighs> I'm not. I, I can't. That that show's the worst, <laughs> but it's hilarious. I love it.
0: Um. So, is there like an ending note that we're leaving on?
1: Um. Basically, getting busy while staying busy. You got to schedule it and keep it spicy. So we're gonna go have sex now.
0: That's morning sex, basically?
1: Mm, kind of, yeah. And then also. Um, let us know what you guys are doing in your quarantine days with your spouse to keep it fresh and, and connect and all of that. Um, what else we talk about? Just, you know, we love you guys. Mm-hmm. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you want us to cover, feedback, whatever. All of it. Just reach out. Reach out to us we will be looking for somebody to come on to talk about apologizing to kids we should bring um like a sex expert on to talk about our 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 biggest talking points so far people are really curious about sex and apologizing to kids which
0: yeah i see so i've been trying to like find a sex person to bring on miraculous mamas and it's really hard because um just because of all the different movements that are going on now and like I've talked to a few people or researched some people and it's it seems like such a I don't know. I I don't know how to describe it. It's like hard finding the right person to speak to it that isn't like it's all about me. Cuz that's how a lot of them seem is Isn't that
1: strange? That our, our society is so
0: It's a self-absorbed. yeah. Selfish. It's
1: like, well, you're in a marriage. Right. So it's not just about you.
0: Right. And I guess there's just like a lot of things I don't necessarily agree with that are preached on or practiced and that I've seen of people that I've looked up. So
1: maybe we got to get like an 80 year old sex therapist (laughs) who like knows the old school ways, like has been in a marriage of 60 years and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll look into it. And then, um, Let's start bringing fans on. Or listeners.
0: Listeners.
1: Why not? Let's do it. We'll have them call in. Why are you yawning Babe, so much? I
0: don't know. I can't control myself. Oh,
1: I'm about to wake you up.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Love you guys. Stay Bye. quarantined.
1: Bye.